Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, just like our title says, we talk about the recent events involving Vince McMahon and the WWE Board of Trustees. Plus, was Sasha Banks secretly released? Did Riddle almost beat Roman? No. Oh, yeah, forbidden doors this week too, just in case you forgot. So sit back, relax, and maybe jump off some steel steps because it's episode number 297 of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. And it starts right now. Midnight music. <laughs> Okay, now we're going to talk about Vince McMahon. Oh, baby, I can't wait to talk about me some Vince motherfucking McMahon. <laughs> Mr. McMahon. Oh, my God. Choke, I'm choking up with excitement. Ladies and gentlemen, so excited. to episode 297 of King of the Rings podcast, so cleverly called The Vincident. I am your host, King Ricky Rose, along with Willie T. Will Tarasak. Uh, unfortunately, uh, VK Murphy will not be with us uh, this evening. They are feeling a little bit under the weather, so we hope that they uh, get a speedy recovery and that they're feeling better. And that they'll be back uh, for next week's show. But for now, it is just myself and Willie T. It was a little bit of an augmented design, which I actually really kind of like. I did a really good job on the uh, on the fly here. If I want to pat myself on the back, uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. There's been controversy after controversy after controversy, and and a whole lot of random shit going on in wrestling. We're gonna try to <laughs> it's cover so it all. Wild. Yeah, we're gonna try to cover it all, as well as talk about Forbidden Door, which is happening this week, and that thing that AEW's trying to do with New Japan that actually is just kind of cursed in the first place at the moment. Because um, it's the next few weeks are gonna be wild. Because you think about it, we're at two ninety seven now. Two ninety eight is our money for the mark show because we gotta do Money in the Bank next week. Shit. You know. Two ninety nine is like that recap is going to be the fallout from money for the marks and all of that stuff. Three hundred is it's episode three hundred, which I'm still I'm. There's so much going on in wrestling. I haven't been able to plan episode three hundred. I have an idea, <laughs> you know. Um, but before you know it, then you got SummerSlam, so it's going to be a tight window. Dude, yeah. a lot of shit's <laughs> happening so fast. Before you know, it, it's going to be Royal Rumble. Seriously. Like, dude, that's, time, time is going by so goddamn fast. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen winning the NXT UK tag titles. Thanks, Mr. French, for that spoiler. The UK tag titles? That's still a thing? Mm-hmm. The UK tag titles are nice. You haven't seen them? It's, no. The fuck? What? I didn't, I've never watched. I didn't even finish watching the first UK <laughs> tournament. I watched half really? of it. I watched half of it at work UK? when I was looking for new jobs like four years ago. The first UK tournament was good. Yeah, I got through half of it. And I was like, this is this is cool. And I was just nice. like, I just don't care. Well, yeah, too much wrestling, man. Way too much wrestling. I'm so I happy. Like- I'm so happy we can do a podcast without watching the actual product. <laughs> I I I I miss UK tournament because Michael Cole was actually good because like you get to see Michael Cole without Vince McMahon in his ear. Oh, wow, he's the best. Yeah, I was like, wow, you're really good at this. <laughs> 
you know, so, but it is what it is. But speaking of Vince McMahon, oh, man, we're not going to get there yet. Uh, even though Kay Murphy is not here, we still want to remind you guys uh, about our Protect Trans Lives merchandise that we are selling for this entire month of Pride, where 100% of the proceeds of this design, uh, if you're watching us on video on YouTube uh, or Twitter or Twitch, designed by the Kay Murphy, uh, is on sale in our merchandise store. Click the link in uh, in the description below this to purchase yours. The design protection line can be found on a tie-dye shirt can be found on a regular shirt of multiple colors, a V-neck as well. Uh, tank tops for men and for women or people of all genders. Um, protect trans lives, the 100% of the proceeds for this design and the sales of all this merchandise will go to the National Center for Transgender Equality who fights and advocates for equal rights for all trans individuals within the United States. So again, our Protect Trans Lives merchandise. It's going to be on sale for the next couple of weeks. Uh, go get yours. I do know, Will, because I've been in contact with them, the Vaz family has purchased some of this merchandise themselves. They were not able to wear because they went to a pride parade, unfortunately, uh, but they, it didn't come in until this Monday. Mm. Uh, but they, they did purchase it, so thank you, Vaz family. Shout out to the Vaz for, family. Yeah, you know Johnny's, like, in middle school now? I know. I, I figured you I could do math. The, I was like, do you follow his mom and dad on Instagram? No, but I, I figured. I mean, yeah. It's been a few years since I've heard the name of the Vaz family. That kid's probably in middle school by now. He's got, yeah, I have, I have to show you the pictures. He had like a middle school dance or something like that. Oh, God. Yeah, like, he, yeah, Johnny's dressed to the nines. Like, he had some great shoes. I don't doubt it, dude. The Vaz family is a classy family. Yeah, they're a great family. And hopefully one day, whenever we, whenever I decide to break my Boston curse, <laughs> we'll go and hang out with them. Yeah. Which series, right? I think it's Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm down to go. It's my hometown. Might as well. We've been we we've been trying to do Boston since SummerSlam. was supposed to be there before. Yeah, the SummerSlam 2020. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Whoops a daisy. So yeah, uh, please go purchase. I actually have to purchase my work. I think I get paid uh, this week or tomorrow. Actually, I think. Anywho, um, tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah, I, I get paid tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's weird. I hate getting paid on Thursdays. Uh, but let's talk about Vince. Oh, this fucking <laughs> genius of a man. Let, let's 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 just let's just wow, rip start it out. at the let's beginning. Move. You know, last last week we this, this story broke out. We were recording. We kind of made light of it. Well. We're going to do it again. Yeah, we're still going to make light of it because, I mean, if, you, if you're if you not probably a true wrestling fan, if you haven't heard of some sort of Vince McMahon sexual assault allegation, we're not trying to make light like, of sex. I was like, what, did Toy Wilson start talking again? What happens? <laughs> like, we're not trying to make light of Vince McMahon sexual assault allegations, but it's just like we've heard this before. Also, these, and, are, these are not sexual assault allegations. Isn't this one of those hostile work environment? No, 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 no. This, this was a consensual relationship, so it depends how you look at it. Okay. Right, the whole power dynamic thing. It's just like I just don't. I just don't believe in that. In HR, it's, it's an HR disaster, is what it is. It is. It is. I, I, yeah. I would advise against it, but he didn't yeah. do anything illegal. You know, and the board is within its right to kind of look and just to double check to make sure that everything is as copacetic as it apparently seems. Now the board is double checking to make sure that he didn't use company funds to pay her off. That, that is that is what the board is doing. <laughs> that is all the board gives a fuck. Make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The board is just like, did you use personal funds? We're going to make sure. And if you did, you're in the clear. Welcome back. If you didn't, fuck you. You're gone. 
I do have some information about this. Uh, I would shout out to uh, my sources. I will not give away just for purposes. Uh, Brad Shepard did report a source in WWE direct with knowledge of a situation tells me the woman referred to in the investigation. Her name is Janelle Grant. The settlement was for $3 million, actually. Um which is uh, which is pretty crazy. So with all of this going on, which is a lot of money for an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, essentially, aka a gag order. Um, if anybody has ever heard, never heard about, yes, meaning you cannot talk about this publicly. Um, so in light of this investigation, Vince McMahon said, "I will fully cooperate, as he's supposed to do." Okay, let me let me let me reiterate to everybody and the rest of the IWC and, and Marks and stuff. We were trying to make a big name out of us and kind of throw McMahon's name in the mud as a, to, with every chance they get. Vince McMahon is doing everything that he's supposed to do. The board in WWE is doing everything that they are supposed to do. They're following procedure of any corporation that would have this happen to them. Vince McMahon said, I will step down from my position for for as part of the investigation. John Laurinaitis, actually, was also indicted in this as well. Oh, as he's being, fucked. As being a major player. He, <laughs> he, he's he, done. According, he, according to Bleacher Report, uh, he, was, he was placed on leave. Oh, yeah. Officially placed on leave, and his predecessor, his person who was taken, uh, who's going to be now the interim head of talents, Bruce. Bruce Pritchard. Good fucking luck, Bruce. <laughs> fat bastard. I can't, wait to, Bruce can't wait to watch you have a. Well, I shouldn't say that. I can't wait to watch you fail. Yeah. You know, um, so again, all of this is common that any company would do this. Also, it's also yeah. very common. For uh, CEOs like this to hit on their secretary and like end up being alleged with the secretary, it is like it is a or like someone a major who works for them category. because dude, they're always working, right? Vince has been yeah. working on WWE as his CEO of this company for forty years, right? Like, dude, mm. who else is he gonna fuck? Was she a secretary? Or was she a paralegal? Because I heard paralegal. There might have been a paralegal. I was just seeing secretary as a, as a, an example. But like, dude, corporate yeah. corporate America, people, CEOs, people up there, they're gonna fuck who they work with because they're spoiler alert, they're always working. A lot of the time, you get a higher up, and if you're as much of a workhorse as Vince McMahon is, and still continues to be at the age of seventy four, which my goodness, yeah. um, you probably work more than you see your family. Of course, hell yeah, you do. You know. <laughs> Goddamn you know. right, you got a billion dollar company to run. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's. I'm not gonna say that's here or there, but that's just a fact of the position that he's in. Yeah, you know, and I mean, there's there's also a reason. Um, to your point, there's also a reason why, like, the boss secretary thing is like a giant porn category. Oh, of course it is. It's a it's, it's a total fetish. <laughs> yeah, it's a fetish. See, but it's it's also yeah, it's ba- it's based on real life, and I just yeah. I would I would advise it. I would advise against it. I should say, like, yeah, if, yeah. Don't shit where you eat. Right, yeah, like, pretty much. I, like for my company, I would definitely advise that people who work together do not date. I'm not going to say you can't do it. I think that's stupid. No. Um, probably disclose it. You probably have to disclose it. I'd like to know, yeah. but I'm not like you know. I will. I will take something from my former employer as part of our is our, our employee manual and handbook. They did not discourage relationships at all they just said you had to disclose it and if under review they felt like it could be an, a potential abuse of power they weren't going to force them to break up 
but they may want to just for the purposes of not, not trying to have any abuses of power may have to have somebody consider move to a different part of the agency. I mean, that's, that's one thing, but did the whole yeah. power thing, I'm like, dude, that's not for you to decide. Like who, who are you, who are you, who are you to decide that though? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like who, who gets to decide if it's an abuse of power? It's probably the people in the relationship. Well, yeah, but it also depends on if that goes into, if that floods into work, like you can have a consensual relationship, but if it like, if it, if you're like using things against them in order for them to do things for work or out of work, then becomes an an issue. That's fine. But but then you're minority reporting them. You're, You're assuming something could happen before it happens. Well, we don't know that. I think that's why the investigation is all about money. But they're also trying to see, like, if there anything happened in the workplace. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's like, I, listen, this, this don't, don't make it a problem. It's not a problem unless it becomes a problem, right? Don't make it a problem mm-hmm. if it's not a problem. And, like, sure. I, don't, I don't know what happened here with Vince, but apparently it became a problem. And then there is, yeah. like, all right, we're going to move you to Johnny Ace and give you a fat salary increase. Mm-hmm. Which that might be somewhat illegal because that's not nepotism, but it's uh. Um, it's like it's not it's, it's pay for play, pay for play or whatever. Oh, you were talking about quit pro quo? Yeah, like favoritism stuff like that. But it's yeah. like, dude, Vince's kids sit on the board. Like, then what? <laughs> then what the fuck is that? It's also a family-run organization too. So yeah. like, it's so I mean, there's there is there is there could be some like legal or moral ethical boundaries that Vince crossed, which is also what they're investigating. Yeah, but uh, this is about money, and Vince will be totally fine because leadership was consensual. From what we know, that they, yeah, there was some sort of agreement that they were in no, a relationship. No, we would know if it wasn't, because that would yeah. be the first thing out of that woman's mouth. Yeah. As it should be, if that actually yeah. happens. So, and and yeah, we're just going to see where the, where the funds came from. And so, I mean, Vince has enough money where he can just like, you know, whatever. Yeah, and dude, and this, what's this guy going to do? He's just going to go on TV and confuse the fuck out of you. Yeah, it was. I, I, that's the Vince I know. So, so it comes out one, it comes out what Thursday night? Then Vince is going Thursday night, Friday morning. Vince McMahon is going to voluntarily step down as CEO, and the interim CEO and and chair, chairperson of the board is Stephanie McMahon, who was on leave. It is now back yeah. in the position of power. Who was like pretty much told to step down because we didn't have confidence <laughs> in you. And now we're just like, you need to help us so badly. <laughs> like, we need it's like, like, we just need you for as a public face of the company, we'll handle everything. At least that's what I hope. Smile I mean, and wave, Steph. Smile, smile and wave. wave. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't think Steph's actually gonna do anything. I no, think I, she's she's just there to hold the ship together until yeah. Vince's, you're, you're Vince's a, back. Stephanie's a name on a piece of paper, which again I think is a totally fine. Yeah, which is fine. Steph's Steph's good PR. I've never I've I never seen Steph. A, <laughs> I've never seen a bad Steph Seven Year Demand interview. Yeah, never. Put it like yeah, Steph is fantastic PR. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Um, she did send out an email internally. I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to pull up right now from Brad Shepard because he did get a oh uh, the tweet that was well, maybe the tweet or just like wow your PR rep wrote that so fast. <laughs> I just want to go, Steph. Tell me how you really feel because I don't believe a goddamn word of this tweet. Not one no, word. She's, she's, she sent out an email. Did Brad Shepard block me? <laughs> Oh no, because I spelled his name wrong. Okay, <laughs> uh, but it was it was an internal email sent to the uh, 
sent to, uh, I think, the employees or what have you. It was tweeted a couple of days ago from Brad Shepard. Well, I didn't know Brad Shepard was this much of an insider, but apparently he is. Um, also, during, during in the small amount of time that Vince McMahon has not been CEO, he finally settled his uh, his lawsuit with with all with um, the XFL. The XFL. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was quick. Vince. Well, yeah, he has to because the new XFL is coming in. <laughs> the Rock's well, yeah. getting ready to wheel and deal. Yeah, no. So, it was, I, it was... so I found Stephanie's tweet. I feel well, not the. I I found the email. Okay. So first. the email says a press release is being simultaneously released with this email saying that the independent members of the WWE board are forming a special committee to research some allegations mentioned in the Wall Street Journal article. My father, Vince McMahon, has voluntarily stepped down, stepped back, stepped back, not stepped down, stepped back his responsibilities as WWE chairman and CEO until the conclusion of the board of directors investigation. Uh, Vince will continue to oversee all creative content during this time. So he's still in charge of creative. He's still he's this is this is Vince. This is Vince. You're like I'm going to do a wrestling show without the responsibilities of, do, of running an organization. Vince is like finally <laughs> I have more of a free schedule to go on TV again. <laughs> and so Stephanie says I will be returning from my leave of absence and assuming the role of interim chairwoman and CEO. I love our company and I'm excited to continue to work with our president and chief revenue officer Nick Khan and our chief financial and administrative officer Frank Riddick. And of course I look forward to working with all with all of you. My door is always open thank you staff that was the email she sent out internally Do so what's like, this tweet that you have I feel like Stephanie McMahon doesn't write any of her tweets as she shouldn't she's that high up until the conclusion of the investigation into recent allegations I am honored to assume the role of interim chairwoman and CEO I love WWE and all it continues to do to entertain billions around the world which is this cookie cutter I am just making a statement that means nothing. Thank you, and I'll leave me alone. Yes, better than a Tony Khan tweet, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this is like, Stephanie, I want to know how you really feel. I would have rather her have said nothing than say this. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let's move on. Vince. Oh, I love you, Vince. You yeah, clever Vince, dog. Vince rolls back. He's, he's, he's stepping down. And immediately... On all WWE social media, they blast out Vince is opening up SmackDown. I literally woke up to a, to an alert saying Vince is opening up SmackDown. I called my friends. I called Charles, and I was like, I don't care what you're doing tonight. You're watching SmackDown. Watch SmackDown. Vince is opening up the show. Because <laughs> I can tell you, people were going nuts. Like, he's showing up to SmackDown. What is he going to do? Yeah. What is he going to say? And he said absolutely nothing and walked back. And then everyone immediately <laughs> turned off SmackDown. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he came out. It's like, people are going to go, what does that mean? What does it mean? He's just going to go, Bruce Pritchard's going to go, so uh, what does that mean? Vince is going to go, huh? Oh, that? <laughs> nothing. And walk away. <laughs> French, I, 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 I'm, I'm interested in your, your comment because we're going to break down this comment. Vince being investigated and still going on TV. That's either bold or incredibly tone deaf and stupid. He's innocent, still proven guilty. But wow. Yes, it is. Wow. I don't know if it's tone deaf or stupid. I think it's actually brilliant. I think it's so brilliant. And he's, he's innocent. To, what does he have to be proven guilty of? Like what's he, what's he's on crime he's on trial he's been arrested for anything no charges have been officially filed yeah, at all like whatsoever. It's, it, it, I mean there's not even allegations really yeah they're just, they're trying to figure out the where the money came from yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's like you use do, company funds on a publicly traded organization. So I guess maybe company policy <laughs> might be what <laughs> they. What, why, oh, that's what they cancel Vince over company. Ooh, spooky <laughs> fingers. Um, um, yeah, I wouldn't call it tone deaf or bold. I just call it just genius. You have to realize Vince McMahon is a pop culture icon, whether you like it or not. If I went on, if I went on the street and asked ten people, "Do you know who Vince McMahon is?" None of them will probably say yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, Vince McMahon is leveraging his popularity to help boost ratings for the show that he helped build from the ground up for the promotion that he helped build from the ground up. He's sac- he's using his celebrity and his star power to help his show. Get get more eyes on the show. That's brilliant. Not only not only that, <laughs> but also nobody's talking about the allegations anymore. I know we just did for like a half hour, but uh, <laughs> but like moving forward, everyone's gonna be talking like, what is he doing? Everyone's just so confused. <laughs> they think it's so stupid. It's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No one like no one really cares about the allegations anymore. It's just like, what the fuck is this crazy old man doing? It's a bait and, and switch, dude. It's such a bait and switch. It's a bait and switch, and it's working. It so works, dude. It's his music hit on Raw, and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "What is he doing?" He's like, "He's like, everybody's just been like, then leave." I want, I want surprise Vince appearances on every wrestling show ever created. I want a surprise Vince appearance. I want Vince to show up on NXT and be like, "The fuck is this?" Is this what Triple H has been screaming about for five years? Dude, I want him to come down to the ring and go, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. And that's it. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about that stroke we of genius, We fucking too. better, dude. It was incredible. I loved every second of it. It was amazing. I want Vince to show up on Dynamite and be like, Tony Khan? Piece of shit, and like walk away. Like, yeah. I want Vince to do one-liners in every wrestling promotion. No, he, he, he walks in and goes, huh. You're still a B-plus player. <laughs> and you, Christian, you're still ugly. Ah. <laughs> and then they have to walk. Now, if he goes up on AW, does he come out of a heel tunnel or the, or the face tunnel? Dude, he gets the Cody entrance. <laughs> Dude, he gets the wrestling has more than one loyal family. No chance! That's what you got! <laughs> Puppets! Yes. Yes. yes, that's the one. That's the one. Someone needs to remix that really quickly. <laughs> wrestling has more than one loyal family. Puppets! <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, oh, Vince, I love Vince McMahon. I'm gonna be so sad when he dies. It, it is going to be a shame, and I and, and at this point in time, I don't know anybody who's in the position of power who uses anything he can to make sure that his show gets over. Yeah, dude. Vince McMahon, in my opinion, in my lifetime, and and Vince McMahon is arguably the greatest promoter of all time in any business. Whatsoever, like maybe Don King, but no, no, Don I King think... only managed one person, really. Yeah, <laughs> Vince has gotten more people over and still himself over in the same like the pop he gets whenever he shows up. Dude, he turned the he like he turned the circus into a billion dollar a billion dollar media conglomerate. He's lasted longer than the circus. Yeah, he put the circus out of business. <laughs> out of business. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like it's oh my god. I kind of want to go to the circus, dude. I want to go to Big Apple Circus so bad. They don't exist anymore, do they? They do actually. They they came Big back. Apple Circus does. The Big Apple Circus is still around. Oh, Ringling Brothers doesn't. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. Let's move on from Vince. We'll we'll, we'll attack that Triple H thing because I don't have no idea what the fuck that means. Uh, let's go back to my Boo Sasha. So nothing is confirmed or, or about what we're about to talk about at this moment. This is all rumors. Rumors. The rumors are flying that Sasha was quote unquote secretly released. That Sasha's lawyers got involved and they're trying to negotiate a release. Um, they. There are words saying that a lot of the superstars are a good amount of superstars in the back to leave. That she actually was released. Uh, however, I did check WWE Superstar page this afternoon. Sasha's still there. In my opinion, she's not released until WWE makes a statement. And also, in my opinion, it is one thing to secretly release the Velveteen Dream. I understood that. I get that. Yep, that's what I would do. <laughs> you but they, they still announced that, though, too. I did. Oh well. Eventually, uh, Triple H announced it on a uh, on a call, I think, or like an or like a media call or some shit. But it's one thing to release the Velveteen Dream, but I think it's another thing to release Sasha secretly after you made such a hissy fit over all of this shit. Yeah, it's like you made it more public than it needed to be. Yeah. And now you're gonna handle it behind. Cl- Fuck you. I don't think it's settled at all. I don't think she's released. I don't either. At all, and even if, even if it, even if it was a thought of releasing her, which I understand that, but you do not release her. Like Vince can be going through all the allegations he wants. Vince knows he's not trying. Vince knows, I think, in the back of his heart, he's not trying to release Sasha because that's a dumb move. Yeah, that's yeah, an absolutely dumb out. move. You're waiting on your contract. You can't do nothing. You know, I can. I mean, I can understand waiting out the contract thing. Whatever. You know, it's it's a it's a sly tactic, but it's a tactic nonetheless. Um, but to outright release her, I think that's a bad move. Yeah. You know, um, and but I get I get if Sasha's had her wits and wants to release. Like Sasha's been in WWE for ten years, or close to ten years, and in my opinion, she's probably had more marquee matches than any of the other four horsewomen. Ooh, that's a good question. Think about it. I can name four off the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 test that theory. What are your four? My four. Uh, Sasha Bailey won. Uh In Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I know. I know the match. It's my, my it's my favorite match. Is that marquee? That is a, that is a marquee groundbreaking match. Uh, did you never hear the story? You know how NXT did live events? Yeah. So and you know during we went to a lot yeah, of yeah, them, they, they, they always they always vote that match. They no, it goes down in history, but was that wasn't really the marquee of that show. And even so, that NXT it was still it did it stole a show. I'm saying like marquee match is kind of like the main attraction match, right? So you want me to say signature matches of her career? Or you want to go memorable matches? Okay, I'll, I'll okay. say signature. We'll say signature okay, match. All right, all right, okay, in that case, okay, yeah, one for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that. Uh, Charlotte, Sasha, not Hell in a Cell, the um, False Count Anywhere. On Raw? On Raw, where okay. she yep. puts, her in the, puts her in the bank statement in between like the... Yeah, uh, her first title. Her first title. I think it was the second one. Second title? Second the second title. one, You're yeah. Right. Second title. She puts, her, she puts Charlotte in the uh, bank statement um, in between like the, the mm-hmm. barrier... Steps that one's it's an iconic look. Um, then we move to Sasha Bailey Hell in a Cell. 
Okay. And then Sasha Bianca at uh, WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, those are my those are my top four right there. All right, Charlotte. She has more because I I like her match with Oscar when she went down to NXT Great American Bash and did the triple threat was fucking amazing. Mm, don't remember that one. She did Great American Bash. She showed up in a car with her fucking dog and Bailey. It was around it was around the pandemic. Right. Okay. I can even say her whole pandemic run with Bailey helped kept that company afloat. Yeah, they were they asked they had to do something. <laughs> Um, when you move towards the other four horsewomen, uh, for Charlotte, Charlotte Oscar's the number one. I think that's her best performance. Yep. Uh, Charlotte Becky at um, Evolution. Yep. Um, you go Charlotte Becky again. Someone's saying when Becky turns. Was that a good match or was that just really good because Becky turned at the end? We all wanted Becky to turn at or the you end. You want to do Survivor Series when they beat the fuck out of each other because they hate I, each other. I would go Survivor Series because right, they Survivor hate Series. each other. Yeah. I go Survivor Series because they hate each other. I would also go as far back as uh, Natty Charlotte. NXT? Mm hmm. Okay. You got that. You got Charlotte winning the triple threat at Mania with uh, Sasha and Becky. The red title. That that is that all that was also the best match on the call. <laughs> you got the triple threat at Mania with Becky. With Rhonda? Yeah. I didn't like that match. Yeah, it's it's a marquee. It's like it's a highlight though, career highlight. Okay, I'll give you that. So she's up to six right now. Mm-hmm. Bailey doesn't have as many. I don't think Becky has that many either. Becky doesn't have as Becky Becky and Becky don't have many. So it's it's Charlotte or Sasha, which is kind of unfair because most of the match with each other. I'd even give Charlotte the hell in a cell with with uh Banks. So you gotta you guess we gotta add two more to Banks's then. Yeah. So they're they're virtually they're, tied. They're virtually tied. You know. Um so the arguments there are Sasha's potentially up there with the greatest female performer, greatest female performers of all time, if not the greatest female performer of all time. Yeah. So that they gave Charlotte more titles than Sasha. Her, did. her and Charlotte are one and two. It just depends how you break that down. Yeah. Pretty much. That's why it is still a horrible move to let Sasha go. Um, but if she wants to go and then there's no stopping her. And you know, it is what it is. I just want it'd be a shame. It'd be a shame because you know I feel like there's more for there's more that she could do. But then again, is there? Yeah, dude. This this whole situation is a problem of egos. That's really what it is. It's just two two sides on an ego trip. Mm-hmm. And that's eventually they're gonna have to come to some sort of compromise. Yeah, because you know once money gets in the way, ego kind of goes. Oh, ego will flare up. Then once it kind of <laughs> that sounds kind of like, well, ego, take a back seat for a second. <laughs> let's talk this out. Uh, I mean, let's, it's not to say that this is the end-all be-all for Sasha's career. I think Sasha has Hollywood coming down the road for her because I think, I mean, she's already crossed over into Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I mean, she could she could be like a, I don't know if she'd be a great action star. I don't know. She's too small. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Tom Cruise is like 5'5". Five, five. True. That's a good point. You know, um... I mean, she probably, I mean, she has the athleticism to be a good action star. Like, she can take a bomb, obviously. Dude, I think she'd be a great stunt woman. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't give her much in when she was in The Mandalorian, but they gave her enough. You know, and it, it's yeah, a she start. Yeah, she didn't talk that much. She was just kind of there. She, she did do a Tornado DDT, which I was like, it's fucking dope. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> you know, can't wait for Mando season whatever, four, whatever the fuck. I think it's three officially. Three, four. Yeah, three officially. So more to come on Sasha Banks as, 
who, are, who the fuck knows? Uh, so this this match actually happened. Riddle and Roman. And did you watch this at all or nay? Well, no, I saw Brock came back and I just laughed so hard. Didn't even watch SmackDown. <laughs> it was all right. Put it, Roman let Riddle get all of his moves in. Yeah, I saw I saw the highlights. It looked like a great and, match. Oh no, it was Riddle. Riddle wrestled the best match I've ever seen him wrestle. Because you know what it was. Um, and because we've talked about this with Riddle even before he was signed to WWE, his fire up is amazing, and he went into fire up mode from the from the shoot from the jump. Mm. And he was like he was going like that the whole time. I was like, I was like, oh wow, like he's really going. He's playing like you know you you injured my friend. I'm gonna kill you, Angle. Mm. You know, and it worked. And Roman let him play play and hit all of his spots and it was at one point believable that riddle almost would have taken this off of roman but that also shows you how good roman is the handsome devil (laughs) i know i know um i should have seen this coming because they were in minneapolis minnesota and i just totally didn't think of it because he lives in canada and i i noticed like the match ended at like at like um 9 55 and i was like hmm Interesting. I, like, yeah, yeah. I know math <laughs> and television. And I was like, hmm, Roman's gonna do his whole acknowledgement thing. I was like, okay, this is gonna this is how it's gonna end. And then and then like the savior he is, cowboy had and everything. What a picture. Brock <sighs> comes back in the hat. I was like, I was so happy he brought the hat back. <laughs> Dude, this again. <laughs> He brought the hat back. He Again? Face to face with Roman Again? Offers the John Cena handshake Again? like when he first returned. F5 the entire bloodline. And guess what, folks? SummerSlam, Brock Again. Roman, last man standing. I, I have love some that logo. I love that, that, logo. I love that oh, SummerSlam yeah. logo. God, oh, it's so pretty. I yeah. saw that. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that is, that is, that's, that's clean. It's sleek. But again, this fucking right. match again. All right, listen, listen. This is the ninth time overall that they have faced each other. Good God. This is the third time in nine months that they've wrestled uh, each other as well. I can tell you Randy and John Cena had more matches. This is the Randy and John Cena of this iteration of WWE. No kidding. This is what you're always going back to the well. In my opinion, I was there at WrestleMania, which would have been their biggest match ever, which should have been their biggest match, biggest match ever, and it had all the workings for the biggest match ever between them until Roman fucked up his tricep. And I was left a little disheartened. But I am willing to be like, we can try this again at SummerSlam. This makes sense. Mm-mm. You know, for, for me at least. But also I think about the fact that WWE ran into this issue of that you you were in someone's on such a mega run like Roman is, you got to keep on feeding him new people, and they they ran out of people. And like it was probably going to be Randy, but then Randy got hurt. Yeah, Randy <laughs> you know? got hurt. Could have been Cody. Cody got Cody hurt. Cody got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And you you got to keep feeding people, but the only thing that could probably help Roman. I mean, there is no one else. Like, don't get me wrong. There is no one else. There is nobody else. You got to sell out an NFL stadium. Brock's still a name that will get people. It's Nashville. They see Brock and be like, how many are we going to come down to watch Brock? (laughs) You know, like, 
That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Brock is still going to help you sell. Roman's going to sell. I also think, this is a swerve, but before I talk about that swerve, well, what are you thinking? Again, we're doing this <laughs> bullshit again. Dude, it's like, what, what story could you possibly tell with this for this build? I don't think they have a story. Okay, go on. Um, next week, John Cena returns. I know you think it's gonna be a triple threat. I don't see it happening. I see it because it's also because it's it's not. It, I it's it's too apropos because also Flair's doing his quote unquote final match that weekend as well, and so it could be the, the story bears John Cena going for the going for the record. But he also has to beat Roman, who's at his prime, and Brock, who Cowboy Brock is the best Brock of all time in his prime um, as well. And can John Cena defeat the odds one more time and break the record? I think, there's, I think there's a story there because you think of SummerSlam's past, Brock beat the shit out of John. 2015 SummerSlam, the Cena squash. <laughs> and last SummerSlam, Roman beat John before Brock came back. Yeah, I think that I think you tell a story here because I think that's how you alleviate the same old shit. I in from a from a from a con, not a conventional from a non insider or non Mark fan, you put Roman Reigns, Brock, and John Cena triple threat at SummerSlam. I'm buying a ticket. Yeah, I'll sell. That'll sell. Like that'll sell. Um, I, I do hear a rumblings versus friends of Cena versus Theory, which okay, cool. I'd love that, you know. But I, I like I like Theory versus Bobby right now. Um, I also like Theory versus Bobby. <laughs> and what Theory is like, such a good heel right now. It's the it's the heel we saw in Evolve, dude. He's just he's just <laughs> such a fucking Gen Zer dude. He's just he's what everyone thinks Gen Z is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. He's got a little bit of the model Rick Martell in him as well, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> he, needs, yeah, he needs to be a little more sleazy like Rick Rude, though. Yes. Yes. Which, unfortunately, the Velveteen Dream had that Rick Rude pers- like sleaziness, Dude, too. He had the hip swivel. Dude, there's nothing better than Rick Rude's <laughs> hip swivel, I swear to God. I watched it the other night because I was watching ECW. <laughs> And it's phenomenal. The hip swivel. He's still got it, even though he's dead. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. He um whose wife did he put on his pants that one time? Oh, it wasn't Elizabeth? It was wasn't it was it Elizabeth? Oh, let me let me, let me Google <laughs> that. That's a Google. Because <laughs> uh, I know he put somebody's wife on his pants. Like and it was Rick it was Rude wife to- pants. It was supposed to be a work, but I think it turned out being a shoot because he was an asshole. <laughs> Jake Roberts' uh, oh, wife. It was Jake's wife. Thank you, Mr. Pratt's. Yeah, on his crotch, dude. What a move! <laughs> like, wow, oh. I would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of crazy. So, last man standing. This is your SummerSlam main event. I'm for it. Fuck it. We'll see what happens. They got a whole stadium to fuck up. Let's do this. I mean, how well, do you do a triple threat last man standing match? I don't think you do a triple threat. Let- Actually. Yeah, let's do triple threat last man standing. Fuck it. It would have to be elimination. I I guess. Yeah, that, that's the thing with your theory, dude. It's already announced. It already, it already has a gimmick. I think that's all you're going to get. I think that's how easy the booking is right now. Mm, and they do, you got to fill out the full card, right? You're 
two of your three top stars are gone. Yeah, and you don't have much time because you think about this money in the bank is the beginning of July, SummerSlam is the end of July. Yeah, you don't have until mid-August. Yeah. So yeah, dude, they're fucked right. They're in big trouble right now. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with this card because I feel like Money in the Bank is I feel like Money in the Bank and SummerSlam are essentially gonna be one pay-per-view, just gonna have a part one and a part two. Yeah, night one, night two. Because they're so close. They ever so don't be surprised if there are like um a couple of rematches at SummerSlam. Like, dude, Rhea Ripley is even out. I I don't know what's up. Oh. I think she might be pregnant. Yeah. That's my what? guess. My guess is she's prego. Well, Rhea Ripley is out, but do you know who's replacing her? This beauty. Oh, my God. Carmella. Hi. Look at that face. I forgot she was on the <laughs> roster. Do I hate Carmella. Carmella I... makes me sick. <laughs> I Carmella hasn't charmed me. It's, it's unfortunate, um, but not unfortunate because she actually is a good wrestler. But no, she's oh, not. She's, she's I said good, not amazing. Um but she, they did a whole segment about this to kick off Raw, and Alexa Bliss owned her. Yeah, just destroyed her. <laughs> I was like, wow, Alexa Bliss said everything we've said on this podcast for the past four yeah, years. Yeah, it's like it's like it's <laughs> like you'd think Carmelo is hitting on Lex's husband, and she's just like, oh yeah, we'll get okay. <laughs> and have you seen Alexa's husband? Like Rankinberry gets on my nerves. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know him. Just weird. You don't need to. He's on Miss and Mrs. a lot. Us. Yeah, he's best friends with the Miz. Dude, I uh, hate Alexa Bliss's new music. I tell you that yet. Stand up. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's just like it's just girl power. I don't, I don't get Alexa Bliss's new music. By the way, it's Bianca replacing Rhea because she's she's injured or not medically cleared. Whatever the hell, like that yeah. can mean a bunch of shit. I'm telling you, dude. Um, my guess is she's prego. Who from her boyfriend? I guess that's. I don't know. It's just a guess. Wow. That'd be such bad timing. No kidding. No, because I don't remember any time where she got injured or anything. Like, it wasn't like there was... Who knows? But this will be a decent match. Rhea has something with... Oh, she's... she's she, is she fucking getting... She's getting chompers like Roman did for a while. That's what Mitch Fritz says. Rhea has something with her teeth. She's yeah. probably getting new teeth. That takes a while to heal. You put, like, screws in your gums and shit. I need new teeth. Yeah, we all need new teeth. Um, but I think this will be fine. Carmilla is a Carmilla's a good worker. Um, God, fast. Like, just, I wish it's the time I wish I could fast forward live. <laughs> but no, she's she's good. She's I think she's underrated in her talent, but they also don't. She doesn't show her talent often. She did do a mean super hick at the end of that fatal five way, which was a good match on Raw as well. My only thing with Carmella is they don't let her use her finisher too much, the Code of Silence, which I think is a fantastic finisher. It is a great finisher. We do yeah. that all the time. <laughs> it's a, it's one of the best finishes there, but she never uses it, which I think is one thing lacking from her character. And besides the fact that you know she doesn't ever do anything by herself. Which is another thing. But anywho, let's move on from Raw. And, Will, can you join me in giving a round of applause to WWE for pulling off Elias and Ezekiel? Dude. I'm impressed. I'm very <laughs> impressed. This could have been lazy and ridiculous. Luckily, it was just ridiculous <laughs> in the best way possible. I saw this was happening. I was like, oh, I'm watching Raw. <laughs> I, I'm i the only thing that tipped me off. I was like, Elias's beard was never that clean. Yeah. But besides the, the, that. It looked, it looked great, though. Yeah. Besides that, 
fantastic. Like for you, a second, I was like, uh, "Dude, what if it was a swerve and he actually has a twin brother?" Twin brother, and we never knew. And we never knew. <laughs> and I, I love like that the, the all, all rod or whatever. Oh, when when Kevin Owens flips out again, flips out. He's got a third brother. Dude, the whole thing was just done so well. <laughs> it's like how because. I don't like. Did they go to a commercial break after the match, and then Kevin Owens is limping backstage? No, it was. It wasn't. It was, it was straight. It was after. just straight out of it. So I was like, "How did Elias get back there in time for that final part?" And I was like, "Oh, they taped it." I, I and guess. Like, and, but like Kevin Owens looked like he just came from the match, though. Yeah, I look. I I I I honestly don't know. <laughs> like, like it, it was <laughs> very well done. <laughs> yeah. Like this. What this picture we're seeing here. This was done in '98 with three three people. I don't even yeah, know how they did that. Foley. Yeah, with Foley, like, that this, was really this, this is more like I could probably figure out how they did this. I'm trying to think, how do they do it in 98 with three people without, like, CGI and shit? I, I don't know, and that was even very well done. Yeah, it was live. Well, this is also live, but this this was great. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was so good to see Elias. It was, it was. I, I, was I wanted like, a wow, concert. I forgot how over he was at one point. Remember when he was over with Kevin Owens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would do they would do concerts and sit down together. Like I forgot where they were. They got they said something so vile to the fans they booed them for like ten minutes. Yeah, I remember that. It might have been Cleveland. <laughs> I think it was probably Cleveland. Is he from Cleveland or Toronto? Because no, he did shit on Toronto. Was, I don't think it was Kevin Love shit on Toronto though. Oh no no no! He, shit, he Elias shat on Toronto. Then Edge came out. It was during SummerSlam pre-show. That is true. That did happen. I remember that. That was, yeah. that was awesome. God, that was um, so awesome. The only thing I only thing I ever wanted from Elias was I wanted him and The Rock to do a rock concert. Mm-hmm. That's like my ultimate dream right there. Remember he was Elias but, Sampson? Yeah, for a hot second. His NXT one, he was Elias Sampson. Oh, that's right. Thank you, Mr. Fretz. He goes, it was Seattle when they talked about the Sonics. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, but they really missed the Sonics. They didn't, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> it's like, damn, guys, did we hit a sore spot? <laughs> Seattle goes hard for their teams, man. I can't blame them. Uh, props to you, but props, like, I'm, I don't care if this goes now. I saw Elias and Ezekiel on screen at the same time. They pulled off. They pulled it off. <laughs> like, I want him. I want. I want who. I want Elias to do this. Every week for the rest of his career, dude. This was better than Mizdow. All right, this was better. This is, sorry, Miz, this, is be- this is way better than bringing in Damian Sandow. I don't know. I loved Mizdow. Mizdow was great. No, Mizdow was great. But if they brought in Damian Sandow to play Elias, that would have been yeah, even no, extra. No, that would have been bad. Yeah, that would have been. It would have been a little. Kevin Owens could have pulled that off, dude. Kevin Owens is the star of the story because he is making this bullshit work. <laughs> he is so good, dude. I'm still thinking of that Sami Zayn promo where he just hugs him. <laughs> oh my god, someone who believes me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love because yeah, Kevin Owens is being absolutely ridiculous about his freak out. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And look, Kevin, give Kevin Owens a title run or something because this is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, he, deserves, he deserves this new contract. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. All right, so let's let's move on to uh, some to some non WWE controversial stuff or whatever. But among everything, AEW has Forbidden Door along with New Japan Pro Wrestling 
it's not the first time New Japan has partnered with somebody. They partnered with Ring of Honor, and they had this whole tour called <gasps> War of the Worlds. <laughs> or if you guys have ever heard of that, it was a series that they did every freaking year. So this isn't new ground for NJPW, new ground for AEW. It's this Sunday, June 26th at the United Center. Um, as of this recording, and as we know of right now, even though Dynamite is going on right now as we're recording, there are six matches. There, are pro- there There's a rumor about four matches were going to be announced tonight at Dynamite. So it could be up to ten matches, but there are six matches confirmed as of right now. And we're going to go through the six that we know for sure. Obviously, starting off with the CM Punk Invitational, a.k.a. the AEW Interim World Championship, <laughs> featuring John Moxley. Surprise, surprise. We had, we had a whole eliminator tournament just for John Moxley to win anyways. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, versus my favorite NJPW superstar of all time, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Well, is there any chance Hiroshi Tanahashi even comes close to winning this title? Oh, close for sure. Definitely. Okay. It's going to be blood and kickouts galore, but he's not winning. Yeah, I, I don't see AEW being that generous with their title. And I think Mox is the right call. Moxley Punk to unify would be fine. Yeah, D. Bry's hurt. Yeah. Where's MJF? That's what I want to know. He's not been seen anywhere. That's the other. That's the other wrestling controversy. Is where's MJF? It's like where's Sasha? Where's MJF? Yeah, fucking, I knew it. Could you imagine? No. Could you imagine if MJF shows up like with like? Can you imagine an MJF and Sasha like faction ish type thing? They're like a power couple in wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be pretty great. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I I think John wins his second. Eight. What are you are you laughing about, MJF and Sasha? No, dude, my my other Discord. These people, I'll send you these memes in a little bit. They're absolutely gotcha. absurd. They're burnt Ernie memes. Oh, great, great. I love them. Anywho, yeah, John Moxley wins. I think. Well, Tanahashi is going to put on a show, and he deserves to put on a show in front of an American audience as he deserves to be seen because he is an excellent performer, has been for many, many years. Up next on our card, the AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm. Hey, Tony Storm's hitting a push against Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Do we put the Do we put the belt on Tony? I don't know, dude. Honestly, I don't care. None of these two are Britt Baker. <laughs> Because they haven't built anybody up as big as they build up Brits. Dude, I'm not even high. I, dude, I was never high on Thunder Rosa. I don't like Thunder. I'm not a big fan of Thunder Rosa in general. She's okay. She's fine. She's good. She's you know happy go lucky face. I love the uh, I love the you know the face paint. I like the face paint. Um, I mean, because you know it's all Master Heritage, which is pretty cool. Um, but they they never invested in Thunder as much as they invested in Brit, and that's also the the problem. A lot of AEW women's performers they don't invest in them. Jade is getting lucky because Jade's just Jade 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 Cargill's just a bad bitch, and now she, she has Stokely. She is a great character. <laughs> yeah, great she has look. Stokely. She has Stokely on with her, one of the best talkers in wrestling. So yeah, I'd put I give her like a, a twenty six on the, on the Bret Hart scale. scale. <laughs> she's just a six in ring. That's the only thing. She's green. That's I mean that's that's six is a compliment to her right yeah. now. She's green. Um, but yeah, no, I at this point. They're gonna keep it on Thunder, as I think Jade takes it off Thunder Rosa. Yes, please. I would love to see Jade be dual champion as well. I think that'd be cool to see. Yes, please. 
and you know start building build around jade more so build around jade and brit if you're you know like you're supposed to next up the the iwgp united (laughs) states championship i don't know how this is going to go you have the aerial assassin a flipping madman pun intended will osprey versus slower than a tortoise orange cassidy shocking (laughs) <laughs> first yeah. of all shocking he returned and he's gonna go one-on-one with will Os- i thought will osprey was supposed to be like one of the best people in the world well you remember his match with ricochet but like fucking broke the internet yeah like they, they couldn't hit each other yeah they're always flipping around and shit yeah. like that it's That's just real. like it's it's a clash of styles and i get i get you know styles make fights but i don't know about this it's like <laughs> i thought will osprey would use a bigger star than Orange Cassidy. Or somebody who wrestles like him. Like, than Orange. Not like, like Pentagon or something. Pentagon's stuck right now in the whole Atlantic Championship tournament. <laughs> Which is what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, I, I don't know how this is going to go. This is going to be weird unless Orange Cassidy all of a sudden out of nowhere is like flipping all over the place with hands still in his pockets, by the way. A 450! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I'm with the orange pill! <laughs> I love Excalibur, dude. Excalibur is like my favorite. I mean, it's it's such an interesting matchup. I, I guess, I mean... I'll watch it. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how they pull this off with their different styles. Yeah. Like, is Will Ospreay just going to be flipping around all the time and then Orange Cassidy going to do his, like, slow-mo kick and the crowd's going to go nuts? Dude, I'll never forget seeing Orange Cassidy in Evolve. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That flip where he landed perfectly on the guardrail uh-huh. in a smiling pose, I was sold. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I'm sold on this guy. All day, every day. Um, but he's not winning. He, Will Ospreay's keeping this title. I don't think many titles are changing hands unless you know for the interim title. On the show, but moving on to the All Atlantic Championship. I'm still laughing at the clip from last week with the All Atlantic title. Yeah, how ridiculous absolutely it is! Absolutely absurd. So Miro's confirmed. Pac is confirmed. It's a fatal four way, by the way, for the All Atlantic Championship. The winner of tonight's match, Malachi Black versus Penta, uh, will get in, and also a to be announced NJPW superstar. Could be fucking anybody. Um, who wins this? It's not the NJPW guy. I'm telling you that right now. I'd give it a Miro. I'm fine with giving it to Miro. I would say either Miro or Malachi Black. Ishii is going to be the New Japan guy in the match. All right. Thank you, friends. I would say Miro or Malachi if Malachi makes it. One of the M's. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever underused former WWE guy, that's the one is going to win. That's not named Pac. That's definitely not named Pac. <laughs> oh, all right. Mr. Fred says he has the winner of Black versus Penta, uh, which apparently has just happened. Well, who is the winner? So we can tell. Better be Malachi Black. Better be Malachi Black, Fred. Um. 
Yeah, it's not named Pac. I can't see Pac. I still think it. I still think of Pac, and it's really bad of me. I still think of Pac with the fucking cape from NXT. Oh, the cape and the ears. He's so cute. <laughs> and his little his little point to the sky. Yeah. Aww, he's oh, like a child. <laughs> so it was Malachi Black. So it is going to be Malachi Black in this match. Malachi Black meets Penta. So we got Miro, Pac, Malachi Black versus Ishii. Fatal four way for the All Atlantic Championship. One of VMs, Miro or Malachi, will win the All Atlantic title. That's, that's, what, that's what we think. Moving on to a winner take all triple threat tag team match with the Ring of Honor champions FTR, the IWGP tag team champions Jeff Cobb, who's a fucking great performer, and the Great O'Conn versus NJPW's Rapongi Vice. You know what would have been great for this, Will? If you had, oh, I don't know, the AEW Tag Team Champions in there as well and do a true winner-take-all? Yeah, it'd be pretty rad. Um, even, even more so, this is still, I can see this opening up the card for what we know right now. Um, But I like it. FTR, Jeff Cotton, Great O'Conn, and Rapongi Vice. Now, it's, whoever wins these titles probably is going over to Japan for a little bit. Because they're going to have the IWGP Tag World Tag Team Champions uh, titles with them, and I think it's going to be FTR. You think they go to New Japan? Yeah, but they don't need to be. They don't need to be on AEW. They have the ROH titles. ROH doesn't have a show just yet. They can go to New Japan, fuck around for a while, and then when R- when ROH has a show, they can come back. Maybe they're on Dynamite every week, though. As the ROH champions? Yeah, they are, dude. They're on our Axe has been doing a singles run for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. FTR is very over right now. Do you want to take them away? I want to take those titles off of TV. I don't blame you. But it's going to take all, right? So It's going to take all, yeah. So they're going to like, they, If they lose. They're going to have to go to Japan. If, but if they lose, then they lose if, their belts. Yeah. Then they can stay on Dynamite without the belts. They could. I don't think they're going to lose, though. I and I also have a... I'm very pessimistic about this card. I think it's going to be very AEW-centric, featuring New Japan. Um, But we'll see. But I, I, I think, for some reason, FTR goes with those belts and does a run um, in in NJPW for a while. Because what I would like... I, I would like to see... I would like to see FTR... Maybe put those titles on the line at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't think FTR has ever done Wrestle Kingdom. These guys are one of the best tag. FTR is one of the best tag teams of the last decade, hands down. Um, and I think them going to Wrestle Kingdom would be a great honor for them. Mm, to agree. say what they did, I agree. And I think they they put in the work to deserve that. <laughs> they have wherever they go, they put on fantastic matches. Yeah, they're great together too. Yeah. Fantastic together, and I forgot which one. Which one helped revive uh, Edge? The one with hair. Whatever. But I uh, dude, I don't know. Dax. Yeah. Which one's Dawson? Which one's Dash? Which one's Dax? Which one's Axe? Or whatever. I, I don't know. Dude. One of them helped revive Edge when Edge was coming back, which is cool to see. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with FTR. Who'd you go with? I kind of like Wapungi Vice. That's a cool name. <laughs> there would be an interesting wildcard. Wapungi Vice is an NJPW faction or NJPW team, so they could. They're they're an easy kill. 
So we'll see what happens. I'm interested in this. And the last match that we know of thus far uh, for Forbidden Door, we have a trios match where it's going to be Christian Cage, Veneero Suzuki, that crazy motherfucker, and Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Utah, and Shota Umino. This might be a very bloody match. I will tell you that right now. A lot of these guys' this match are hard-hitting, except for Jericho, <laughs> are hard-hitting, strong-style, or strong-style-influenced like wrestlers. Uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting Interesting battle. I'm interesting where they place us to, but I'm gonna go with Eddie here, Eddie Team Eddie Kingston, because I I'm I'm just a big Eddie Kingston fan. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I go with Jericho. You think Jericho still has more in him? I do, because Blood and Guts is like also next week. Oof, that's a that's a big turnaround. Hmm. And they're still trying to build Sammy, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he turned heel again. Uh, yeah. He joined the Jericho Appreciation Society, along with Lance Archer and, like, two other people. How many factions has Jericho been in since he's joined AEW? Like, all of them. <laughs> he's the wizard now. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's not a champion. He's not La Champion anymore. <laughs> He's the wizard. He's the wizard. I think Jer- all right. I, I I hate to say this, but I I love Jericho. He's been a brilliant performer for so long. I think he's running out of ideas. I agree. <laughs> I think he's running out of ideas. It's like, dude, it's okay to go back to something. Or like, <laughs> you've been around forever, dude. It's 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 okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like, it's, you, you it's know, okay. You, you know, you like reinventing yourself all the time, but you don't gotta do it so often. Yeah. You can like, still be the champion. It's fine. The champion was a great gimmick. They're all great gimmicks. <laughs> the Rainmaker was a little weird. Oh, um, face paint or whatever. Pain yeah, maker. in Painmaker. Yeah, Painmaker Jericho. That was uh, that was his New Japan run. Dude, that was like midlife crisis. <laughs> I'm still Clock- a wrestler, guys. Clockwork Orange, Jericho. Yeah, dude, it's just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that's all we have for Forbidden Door at this moment. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in buying this pay per view. I am not. not. I'm interested. I did want to do a giant Forbidden Door party, but like everybody seems to be getting sick or something, so I don't know what's gonna happen. I think I got word that one of my friends from Hostra is gonna be in town this weekend. I don't know if you know James Sabatino, um, but he might be around. So there's a lot of shit going on. So I, I gotta figure it is out. It Saturday but or Sunday? It's gonna be Sunday. Fuck. Fuck. That. Sunday at eight. Fuck that. Might driving back to Long Island at like one in the morning. Yeah, no, it's not a good look for you. <laughs> I just put you on a train. I live right there. No, I would drive. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm expecting at least an eight on this. I think there's too many good performers for this to be bad. Dude, I have no expectations. I'll give it a seven. Okay. It lost a lot of steam because Punk's not on the card. I will say that. Also... Um, uh, they've been teasing like Hangman Okada. They've been teasing Hangman versus Jay White. They've been teasing Adam Cole versus Jay White. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Jay White is the well. They also have the NJPW title supposed to be on the line as well. And we have not picked an opponent just yet. Uh, and Jay White is supposed to be having an opponent too. Switchblade Jay White. Shout out to Switchblade. Um, 
So like I said, there's four more. There's supposed to be four more matches on this card to make this a ten match card. So who knows what's going on right now? Prex will probably fill us in like he always does. Thank you, Mister Fretz. Uh, but moving on to some updates. Damn, Fretz, Christian Cage. That's quite the fucking promo. Yeah, from what I, from what I can see from it. Um, well, let's move on to some updates. Is obviously money in the bank is next week, which means we have money for the marks next week as well. Here is our current money in the bank card for the men: Seth freaking Rollins, Drew, Sheamus, and Omas, who thankfully beat Riddle. Um, I mean, thankfully, the, fuck Omas. No, because here's the all right. So here's what really ticked me off. So Riddle lost to Roman. And according to the stipulation, oh no, you're right. Yeah, him, him being the, <laughs> him winning the briefcase is stupid. Yeah, no, and you're right. The stipulation, he can't challenge Roman anymore. But Riddle was acting on Raw. He's like, I'm going to go to Money in the Bank and I'm going to cash in on Roman. But I'm like, you can't do that because that's challenging him for the title. <laughs> yeah, but man, like he didn't see it coming, so you know. No. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not how you do it. And so I'm happy Omas beat him, which is fine. Yeah, you're right. There, there's a lot of big men in this match, but whatever. Oh, Money Bank usually has one of those anyways. I'm sure Ricochet will squeeze his way in there or Chad Gable or something. Shoosh. Yeah, dude, even that gauntlet match with Bobby Lashley, I even enjoyed that. Listen, Ross, Ross doing some good stuff right I'm now. I'm a big fan of Bobby. Put Bobby in this match. I don't know Bobby has uh, theory. Dude, I, wouldn't yeah. be, I wouldn't be mad if Bobby fucking won this thing. Bobby's doing great work. I love Bobby. Dude, Bobby's holding his own right now. Yeah, I'm proud of him. He, he's gotten out of MVP shadow. It's his, well, I mean, I think, I wouldn't say shadow. At least on, a, on the mic. Yeah. Uh, I'd say those two are pretty even for each other. They definitely elevated each other. Just speaking mm-hmm. of, did you watch the Hurt Business's Table for Three? I did not yet. I heard it was good. It's, I liked it. I liked their message. Their reasoning behind the hurt business, I thought, was very, very. Was it close to what I had theorized the whole time? Kind of. Okay. Uh, there was this. There was this. The whole thing was like, it's not a black or white thing. It's a green thing. It's a green and gold thing. Okay. And so, I was just like, yes, that's why the hurt business is a success. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's why um, it's almost the same with uh, with Kofi's push. Leading into WrestleMania 35, where it wasn't like a black or white thing, it was just that Kobe just happened to be representing a lot of people at one time. He just happened to be that figure. Well, I mean, they, they they talk about like being an inspiration and all that, but like mm-hmm. you know, they're an inspiration, not to more than just the African American. Yeah, community. They're, they're an inspiration, not just like a black inspiration. Gotcha. You know what I mean, like even though black people, like black kids wearing suits and all that stuff, like they want they wanted to portray an image that's not stereotypically black. Okay, I got it. That makes sense. Which is similar to what the New Day was trying to do for a while as well. Yeah, like they're like, we don't want to be compared to the nation. We also don't want to be compared to uh, Evolution. Yeah, they wanted to be something completely they were different. different. They were different than both of them. Like they were businessmen. Yeah. We're businessmen. Yeah, we're businessmen. We're here to get business done. We're here to get shit done. Yeah. And they were good for a while. And they, yeah, that their message, I think I think if they, if they weren't in the pandemic era, they would have been a lot better. Um, yeah, but Shelton, like Shelton and Cedric, just to me, just weren't believable. They weren't believable yeah. threats. Like they, they believable in the gimmick. Yeah, they just weren't believable threats or like believability credible. It was, it was the Bobby and MVP show. 
Yeah, because the other the other two couldn't speak really. Sheldon's yeah, the other two. Mediocre. The other two just didn't really contribute that much. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's my thing with the hurt business. <laughs> yeah, which is a shame. So, um, Okada is on dynamite. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. Uh, moving on to the other side of money in the bank, the women's match is a little bit more filled out. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, former goes Raquel Gonzalez, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka beating Becky because Becky, for some reason, can't get a win at all. So I'm very interested to see how Becky's going to slide her way into this match. She's got a week left, so we'll see how this is. Dude, dead um, ass, I hope she's not in the match. She just comes down, loses her shit, and just grabs the briefcase, in case and runs away, and that's in the, that this, the bell rings. <laughs> I hope I genuinely hope that's what happens. And then Adam Pierce has to come and explain. Well, the only rule is the first person to grab a briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she grabbed the briefcase. That would be. I actually kind of like that booking. It's be so honest. stupid. It's a terrible idea. Never do it. But mm. that's what I hope happens. Yeah, but she has, but like she steals it from Liv because everybody wants Liv to win. Oh my god, yeah, dude, I, I still not. I love how she ate the pin on Monday. I was just like, yeah, fuck oh, you, internet. That super kick was beautiful too. Was I was kick. like, wow. Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't. I I still like Oscar, but the rest is just like I don't care about any of you. And the the money in the bank would be. I wouldn't say wasted, but it would be too soon for Raquel. It's like, dude, all these women, other than Oscar, are interchangeable. Raquel's too green. Lacey, if she was a heel, this would be perfect for her. Liv is your lovable loser. Back, that probably is the fan favorite. But she needs to lose. That's why she's lovable. I know. Yeah, that's the issue. If she wins, it becomes it becomes a non-issue. If she uh, wins, it's like, oh, you're really not that good, are you? <laughs> Oscar's won before. Bliss has won before. I'd say so, you give it to Alexa, but it's like she's never character. I'm very confused with Alexa's character is too. It's like, why are you still holding the doll? <laughs> yeah, but not really using the doll. Why are you so pale? I don't know if you being that pale. Are you are you sick, Alexa? Are you okay? <laughs> Um, you either so not you, Alexa. Live. Sorry, different Alexa. <laughs> you either give it to Liv or you give it to Becky at this point. I'm not gonna lie. I called my Google machine Alexa yesterday, and she was just like, "I'm gonna pretend, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. How can I help you?" And I was like, "I was like, oh shit, she's mad at me now." I, like, I, don't, I don't like that feature. Take that shit out, Google or Amazon. It's Google. Google, take that shit out. I don't want to hear yeah. that bullshit. That's really funny. Um, so what's your update for your money in the bank card? Obviously, it's going to be a little bit filled when Money from the Marks comes around one of our premier shows next week. Speaking of which, it's time to the end of our show. We're going to go back to something that Vince McMahon said on his really quick stint on Raw before he decided to literally jump out of the ring. Um, what a jump, dude. He was so excited. What? Did you, did you see the picture? Dude, the picture I did. Dude, what if he just rolled his ankle and that was it? <laughs> when I watched it live, it looked like he jumped because he was about to do a misstep. Maybe. You know? <laughs> um, and that's or did Lewis Johnson just make them all giddy? <laughs> I think so. He said Cena's coming back, and he, and he called Cena, which I was like, wow, that's really bold, because you said the same thing about Austin. The greatest... For rest, greatest performer, the greatest wrestler of all time. So, well, it's time. Is John Cena the greatest of all time? Is John Cena the GOAT? 
You know, now that John Cena has been a few years removed. From like what? I mean, from like wrestling like, like all the time? Just wrestling. It's pretty much, you know, we've, we've experienced a few years without John Cena consistently. Mm-hmm. I still think Austin's the GOAT. I think so too. I mean, Cena, here's the thing. Cena has way more. Cena has like four of Austin's careers on top compared to Austin's on. Austin was only on top like two and a half years. Yeah, before Cena was on top for a decade. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I I, this is such a tough question. I mean, if you say Cena's the goat, I'm you're not wrong. Like I'm not like. Wow, idiot. Like, <laughs> but I think Austin was more over and Austin was the bigger star and Austin had more range. And yeah. Austin was the better wrestler and the better promo. Austin was the ringmaster. Yeah. I mean, like, just look, Austin look is. At wrestle, look at what happened at WrestleMania this year. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I would, I'm, don't remind me. I wanted to be there. Dude, this is my, this, it was, my, looking back, it, it's my favorite WrestleMania of all time, this past WrestleMania. It was, it was so fun. I think top to so bottom, fun. it was a perfect, everything about it was just perfect to me. I, I did everything hit. It really, like 25 was my favorite. No, no, no. It was just 39 or whatever. 38. 38. Yeah, WrestleMania 38 is my new number one. I thought it was phenomenal. And yeah. it was headlined by Austin. And he still yeah. got it. Like, Austin is just the bigger star to me. However, yeah. he is he is over on Cena on everything except for longevity and money. Austin still has the most popular sold wrestling show of all time, I believe. I think Austin Cena's is like the highest merch seller ever. Because he's just been doing it for long. And longer. he has so much fucking merch. Yeah. Like different color every year. I I would I would say well not I would ugh, fuck, I think Bruno's babe Ruth. Never mind. I take that back. Yeah, Bruno. Yeah, I think Ruth. Bruno's babe, yeah. It's. I mean, I, I mean, still it's, it's just two different eras too. But it's it's one of those two. It's. it's I mean, if, if you wanted to, if you want to nuance it, you can say like, it's John Cena's the goat of the publicly traded WWE era. Yeah. Because he is that publicly traded face that everybody loved. He did all the right things, said all the like, did all the right things, said all the right things, did all the promos, did all the make a wish, the highest make a wish giver ever. Like, is at like six fifty now? You know, came early, stayed late. Like he was a great talent for the time and helped keep WWE afloat and help make them more money. Yeah. They're like, we need, we need, we're publicly traded. We need to sell to the kids. Who's a kid friendly character? John Cena, there you go. Yeah, if, if I'm if <laughs> I'm know? WWE, a publicly traded corporation, John Cena is the GOAT, no questions asked. Rock yeah. who? Hulk, Hulk, yeah. Hulk what? Of that, if, uh, of that prior to publicly traded era, it's Stone Cold. Clearly Stone Cold. Yeah. You know, Stone Cold was everything. That, and I think Stone Cold has, what Stone Cold has above John he has a better connection with the crowd. Mm. When the cameras are on, and even more so when the cameras are off, Stone Cold knew how to work a crowd and keep them entertained, whether or not the cameras were rolling. John Cena at times can be a one-trick pony. Yeah. It's a good trick. It's a good trick. It works. But Austin knew how to make you laugh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Austin. Austin has way more range as a character. 
Yeah. And then when it became Stephen Williams and the cameras were off there, he has even more range because he's he's entertaining. Yeah. I mean, Thugonomic yeah. Cena was pretty great, though. Thugonomic Cena was great. That ruthless aggression, Thugonomic Cena was good. It was good. But, I mean, he hit his final four when it became, you know, five moves with Doom Cena. But it was, you know, it is what it is. But <laughs> you're not wrong if you think Cena's a GOAT, but you're not wrong if you can say Cena's not the GOAT. Like, you win either way. It's about yeah. how you formulate your argument. Yeah, it's just, it's just... It's just, uh, yeah, it's literally how you fucking it on. It's just debate. I say he's the goat. I do say he's the goat. I fucking love John Cena. I, I'm, I'm gonna be my old ass and still go with Austin. Listen, I mean, I, I go, I go a lot by emotion <laughs> sometimes because wrestling is all about how you feel, and there's nothing that makes me feel that shoots my blood like my shoots my blood levels and blood pressure up to the max just full of excitement and adrenaline pumping than when that glass shatters. I mean you can still fuck it, dude. You can still say Hogan. <laughs> Hogan's on top for like two decades. Yeah. <laughs> like you want you want you could say Hogan's the goat too, man. You can. I'm you, Hogan was golden era goat. Dude, he was on top and then he's into Hollywood like two thousand five. Yeah. I will say Hollywood Hogan, greatest heel of all time. Greatest heel in wrestling history. I don't know. Vince, Vince McMahon was a great heel. I, I love me some Hollywood, though. Um, Hollywood. <laughs> like, like red and yellow Hulk, whatever. But but Hollywood Hulk, that's my boy. Dude, red and yellow Hulk. <laughs> red and yellow Hulk. Without red and yellow Hulk, there is no John Cena or Stone Cold. also very Austin. true. <laughs> like, dude. He was on top, like with he did all he did everything Cena did without the internet, and he did everything Austin did without like the, without the national exposure. Yeah, like he was a territory. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like in that Hollywood Hogan era, like he took them from a territory to international. Yeah, he made yeah. that leap. Hogan did. I guess mm-hmm. I think Hogan's the goat. Hogan was the right guy at the right time. And you know, if you ask wrestling fan who's six or ask a wrestling fan who's seventy six, they all know Hulk <laughs> a different Hogan. Different person, yeah. Everyone knows Hulk Hogan. People who don't watch wrestling know Hulk Hogan. It's like people like who don't who don't like the Yankees, but they wear a Yankee cap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can say the same thing about John Cena. I don't know if you can say the same thing about Stone Cold Steve Austin. You think he's that niche? I think I think outside of wrestling, Stone Cold is not as easy as you think to recognize to most people. True. From a pop culture perspective, Stone Cold is on, is almost associated with an era of time and not all of pop culture where kind of people like The Rock transcends him. Yeah. yeah. Pop culture perspective. Exactly. Uh, Hogan transcends everybody yeah. from a pop culture perspective. Yeah. You know, Vince McMahon transcends a shit ton of people from a pop culture perspective. So if, you, um, if you go Austin, Austin Hulk, or Cena as the goat, it's one of those three because they got they got it all. Yeah, yeah. At this point in his current run, if he keeps on making surprise appearances, the goat is Vince McMahon. I mean, he's he is he's the goat. <laughs> right, he doesn't count. He doesn't count. Vince is in a league of his own. Yeah, uh, seriously, seriously. Like, you know, there's Mount Olympus. When you reach Mount Olympus, there's another Mount Olympus. This is Vince. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Struts around the peak. Yeah. <laughs> He's bored. He's like, guess what? It's raining. Ha! <laughs> Rain. 
<laughs> oh man, I need, they need another camp WWE. But be but as it may, folks, we are at the end of our show. Be sure to stick around for our pre-show. I don't really have much else to say unless there's another controversy that happened in the last hour and a half that we've been on. Wednesday is a great sh- news day for wrestling. <laughs> it really is. It really is because I I'm, I'm just scared to wake up and be like another controversy, <laughs> like another thing going on. But hopefully. This will slide down, and we'll get back to the swing of things next Wednesday at 8 p.m. when we do another live show. But until then, we're going to start our post-show. Before the post-show, cue bad music, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to episode 297 of Kings of the Rings podcast, so appropriately named The Vincident. Even though Vince McMahon is no longer a CEO and chairman of the board, but doesn't stop him from running wild all over your TV sets and getting ratings galore. Ah, what a brilliant, greatest booker of all time. Again, I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me in Ambassador the Bigs across all social media outlets, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador the Bigs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok as well, on and also on YouTube and on Twitch and on Discord. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five star reviews. Like this video if you're watching this video. Like this episode if you're like if you're listening to this episode wherever you listen to all of your podcasts. It helps us out with the algorithms. It gets us more seen and more people, so we can provide you with even more content. So please do that and find and you can listen to us wherever you listen to all of your podcasts by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio, the Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, and follow Wrestle Addict. Radio socials at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter and wrestle addict radio everywhere else Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, so on and so forth. Like, share, subscribe. The links to all of our stuff and all of our socials are in the description below, wherever you're watching us or you are listening to us. K Murphy, we really hope that you feel better. Please help us uh, to to protect trans lives and help out the LGBT community by purchasing some of our merchandise. Again, the link to that is in the description below. Forbidden Doors this week and one of us will watch it. We'll talk about it. And then next week, signature show, Money for the Marks. Will Tash. My name is Will Tash. That is Mr. T is in Thomas. A-R-A-S-H-U-K. A lot of fun stuff going on in my world. Uh, I did an hour. So, Vicky, I did an hour podcast with my current boss last week. Really? Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Me and Jill had a lot of fun. So, that airs a week from today. Nice. Um, and it was an hour podcast. I cut 22 clips. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, eight, <laughs> uh, seven or eight, like, regular clips. Yeah. And then the rest are all TikTok and Instagram under a minute. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely absurd. I'm getting pretty good at cutting clips under a minute. If you want to see all those clips, talk with Tarashik Baby is across all the internet and, and APS podcasts on the good old TikTok. Uh, support <clears> your boy. Yeah, so when we come back next week, obviously... Talk about Forbidden Door, money from the marks. We might have a special guest if I actually get on, Ooh. get on my ass. Is and it Dave? Up... Um, maybe <laughs> we, we can bring back Dave. Um, or we, we might owe somebody a, a thing for us to actually go live. So it might be Dave. It could be somebody else. I I want to have some guests. Three hundred. We might have something special to do. I, we got to figure it out. 
I do have something for 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 SummerSlam. Oh, it's because it's, it's yeah. I have I have something. I have an idea. I have an idea. We'll talk about it on the post show. Until then, folks. Goodbye. Good night. Stay tuned if you are uh, watching us right now for the post show, and we'll see you next week. Oh yeah, fuck you, suck. <laughs>